of that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the Son, but only the Father. You know, there's certain types of literature that, um, that have sort of grown uh, maybe unpopular over time. I think today uh, poetry is, is sadly a little less popular than it once was, and it's a shame because um, poetry, I think, is the mystic's language. It, it communicates that much through beautiful words and uh, in what other language cannot. Um, but there are other um, sort of literature genre that have sort of somewhat disappeared. Mythology is one, for example. We, we rarely ever read mythology anymore, and yet it has the, the incredible power to um, communicate um, really complex um, sort of uh, paradigms or sort of archetype language that exists for every generation and gives it in a story format. Um, another uh, type of uh, genre that has, is a biblical one that is called apocalyptic language or apocalyptics. Um, and um, it too is a, uh, unfortunately um, mostly misunderstood as, as sort of meant to in some way foretell the future when in fact actually apocalyptics is not that at all. It's, uh, uh, it's one, it actually means to reveal uh, and that's why the book of Apocalyptics is often called the book of Revelations in the New Testament. And so we hear from two of those today. We hear from the book of Daniel, and we hear from uh, this, uh, this portion of Mark's gospel, which is apocalyptic language. And, and we have to understand the genre to understand what's being communicated. So they use very dramatic language to get your attention. Uh, it's very parabolic language, and it's sort of, the earth and the sky is going to fall, and you're meant to lean in, like, ooh, what's going to happen next? That's the way it's meant to be, right? You're meant to get your attention, and, and particular uh, attention, and what comes next is what's the most important part. Uh, and, of course, that's what Jesus does in today's reading. He says, you never know the time or the hour. You just don't know but God, that the old, war, old order has passed away and the new order is here. And that God, you will not know how and when. In other words, stay awake. And we'll hear that next week's week. Stay awake at all time because God is present. And that's the, the, that's, that is the truth of what we believe as, as, as Catholics. That God is, is not made present because we come here. But God is present at all times and all places, but when we come together in a special way, God is present in this most holy and sacrament of the body and blood of Christ. And then we are called to become that in the world. I mean, that, that, that's our role. That's what we do. But, but here's what we have to do is we have to have eyes of faith to see that. And I, and I think sometimes our lives we get so busy uh, doing even good things. We get so busy that we don't even see the God who is right among us, right in the middle of our everyday life. We miss it, if you would. It's, it's in plain sight, and we don't see it. Um, I, I, uh, you know, all week we're reading this, and next week we'll be reading until the end of the liturgical year. We'll be reading from the apocalyptic language of our, our, the Scripture uh, portions of this, and it's to focus our attention because we're coming to the end of the liturgical year. And um, part of that is we continue to read it. And I said during the week in one of the homilies that, you know, sometimes uh, our lives are so busy, it's just like a whole, like, think of it as 
stones at the bottom of a river. They're all just stones, and we don't seem to recognize the, the diamond that's right there in the middle of all the stones. Because, well, we're not looking. We're not ready. We don't have the, we're too busy just getting to places and from places. And there's a real danger in that because God is present among us now at all times in all places. And we can get distracted by a busyness that have good things and that are not so good things. We can get distracted by hurts and pains and we can get distracted by just the busyness of life. Um, and all of us do. Like, um, let me give you an example. Um, this week, I shared this earlier this week as well, but I, um, this week was a tough week for me. I, I went to visit my, my uh, good friend and spiritual director, uh, Father Dave. Um, he's dying from pancreatic cancer, so I went down to visit him in L.A. for what would be uh, most certainly our, our last visit. And it was a hard day. It was really uh, it was a long and hard day, but it was a good day. There was a lot of grace in that moment, and, uh, and especially seeing how St. Monica's uh, the, the parish staff of Monsignor all are caring for him so much and the community are caring for him so much. Uh, but it was a long and hard emotional day. So the next day, uh, Wednesday, I was in visiting the school and you know, I go from classroom to classroom. Now, I love to go from classroom to classroom, but I really feel like those children, like God bless the teachers, like those children, you got 30 of those kids in the class, like they're just buzzing. They're like little energy ball, balls, right? They just roll. I, I think they're taking all the energy out of me, right, when you meet with them. Like they're just sucking the energy out. But so after three hours of those visits, I was exhausted, right? And so my last class was a pre-kindergartner. I'm terrified of these little things. They're, t- they're, t- they're tiny little, they're, they're, they're little, they're little boys and girls full of energy, and they're coming to go, suck all the energy out of me. There was nothing left. I said, what would happen now? So I, uh, I, I go in, I do one class, I go in, I sit, and I, I read, and I say, uh, we, have, we have a little Q&A, and then I go outside, and they're all just buzzing around. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm terrified of these little things running around. So I just decided to sit down, and so I sat down, and I... Um, and obviously, I looked exhausted. The little boy comes over and sits down right beside me. Uh, and, and he puts his hand uh, on my, my hairy arm. And he pets my hairy arm. He says, <laughs> he says, oh, you look just like my dad. You look exhausted. <laughs> and I go, uh-huh. <laughs> and he did. And so he pets my arm. And he leans in. And he puts his head down on my arm. And he says, I love you. And I thought to myself, I just melted, right? God moments come to us when we need them the most. God comes to us as in the middle of all that. But if we don't have eyes to see or if we're not ready for it, it will go past us like water of a river and we'll never see that sparkling diamond in the middle of the river bank. So, So what are we called to do? Well, we're called, it's not enough that we just come to see it here. We've got to become it out there, right? We come to receive it here, but to become to give it away out there. And so our role is to become this living presence of Christ for others. We're, we're called to, um, to, yes, notice it in our own lives. Maybe it is a touch of a child or a grandchild. Maybe it's a touch of our loved one. Just a simple pat on the shoulder or a pat on the head or on the arm saying, 
I love you. Or maybe it is that we have to say that to them so they know that we are there for them. Or maybe it's looking up at the beautiful, beautiful mountains that we have and the beautiful sunny day that we have and just say, wow, how could you not see the glory of God in God's creation? There is so much to be grateful for, so much to really see God's presence here and now, not in some future generation. But we must be awake, and we must be prepared to see it, and then we must be prepared to become it for others. That is our role, to become the living presence for others today. Stay awake. We never know the time or the hour it will appear.